Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pop culture. Subculture. Music. Horror. Sex. Politics. Art. And overall bad and overall, overall bad, bad, bad Welcome, Welcome to, Kettle to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. With your host, your host Dave, Dave and Sean. Listen, Schmuck, if I don't know your name, I'm just going to call you Phil. Isn't there a band anymore? Yeah, well, isn't she married to the guitar player? <laughs> no. Blake Shelton. No. What happened to that? <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah, hey, Fiori, man. Fiori, you're getting on into some uh, tough territory there. Hey, welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. We have an old favorite back here. We have a full house today. We got Fury from Outtakes with Fury. We got Sean Felbush on the mic over there yelling at me for no reason. And calling in an old favorite that named the show Kettle Whistle Radio, Heather Taddy. Everybody. Hello. Hi, Heather. Hey, long time Hi. no see you. I know, it's been a while. Yeah, right? It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate that song. So, Heather, let me tell you what happened to me the other day. This is for you. What happened to you? I'm sitting around lounging in my living room, Uh and I have a text message come through from David, and he says, (laughs) Heather is here. Come on outside. (laughs) So, since I was lounging in my living room, I had to find a pair of pants. And and then I had to find some shoes. I put on my pants and my shoes. I opened the door and I came out. And there you uh-huh. were sitting in David's car as you drove down the street, whisking away at warp three. And I thought, what the hell was that all? <laughs> yeah, come on out so you can see her drive away. <laughs> I didn't even know this. Yeah. Well, so no, he literally came out while we were leaving with your strange plane debacle, you know. So let me oh, say that yeah. since the first time we met, the back of your head looks very nice now. <laughs> and there it is. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I screwed up. All right. Well, here it is. Here's I'm sure the... I'll see you next time. Yeah, you will. Right, since she's going to be back in the area. 
So, but yeah, so Sean met her, what, you went there Friday night? Yeah, it's spirit. And, uh, mm-hmm. well, Heather, what was that, what was that show all about, man? Oh, Earth? Yeah. Yeah, um, it was awesome. It was my, like, second time I had seen them, and, um... It was my first. Yeah, and you liked it, right? I did, a lot. They were really good. Yeah, it, it, like, puts you in this weird trance. It's hard to explain, but, um... The lead singer of the band, Dylan Carlson, was really good friends with Kurt Cobain. And um, I guess it's said that he bought the shotgun. Whoa. But, you know, who knows if that's true. That's not but, a good um, friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Dylan helped uh, the private investigator, like, search for that, search for Kurt the uh, night they were, that, that he was missing or whatever. But um, I've always followed the band. It's, it's, it's really good. It's heavy. Um, in the newer stuff, there's really no singing, oh. but, uh, it's, it's good stuff. Are they kind of like Pelican, like where it's all instrumental kind of Sabbath riffy? Yeah. 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 But it's not, kind of. it's not heavy like Pelican is. Though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. Sleep. Sleep is a heavy ass band too. Very much like that yeah. too. Yeah. But anyway, so right. you guys went to earth uh-huh. and then she had her show from what I understand, uh, that she had to host. Now, how did you end up hosting the show at spirit? And what was that all about? Um, so my friend had started this thing called the Battle of Lo-Fi, where 20 of Pittsburgh's best musicians get together. They, we have Polaroids of them, and the Polaroids lay on the table face down, and they each, each drummer is a captain, and they have to pick their band without knowing like who they're going to be playing with. Once they get a band of five people together, um, they have 24 hours to write three original songs and one cover. And then they perform them the next night. I was very impressed by the whole... I mean, that's an incredible idea. Mm-hmm. Sean, musician, yeah, and, what and do you every think? Every band was so good. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree that every band was like amazing? They were. I'm so mad I missed it. I yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. So the first night was Earth. It wasn't the spirit thing. That was just Saturday night. Um, so the first night we filmed like how the, the, the thing worked, like how the, you know, the battle of lo-fi worked and then got the bands together and then went to their practice spaces to see how they were doing. And then earth was that night, but it was so funny because I interviewed each of the bands for the documentary. And as I'm interviewing them, earth is right above us sound checking. Oh, that's cool. Which is pretty neat. It was pretty ironic. I was telling you that night, but you were too busy. And I told Sean that that place, Spirit, it wasn't called that at the time, but it was the first place that Kettle Whistle Radio did a live off-premises thing where me and this guy Jim did um, 10 bands in one night in that place, which was insane. And it's I thought it was appropriate that you and Sean hung out in the very place where basically Kettle Whistle Radio kind of started, even though you named it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, a little bit crazy. So the band that won that, you have to explain. You said that, you, well... They were different. Um, yeah, I don't even I don't even know how to describe them. They were not like rock. It was kind of almost what? It was know. more like dancey, I guess you could say. Like ambient? Uh, no. Like dance, R&B. I don't know. It's, it's a genre of music I'm not really particularly into. Right. But what was their name? Did they have a name? Um, the name that they put together was Gay Fieri. Instead of Guy Fieri, it was Gay Fieri. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So. <laughs> Pretty cool. Well, we, we, yeah. we exchanged numbers with a lot of those people. Hopefully, we'll have them on these airwaves at some point. We'll see. But you have bigger news right now. <laughs> Gee, what do you have going on? <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> um, let's see. So, Jet, Jet, this you, past Jet week was the... What? Jet hears your voice and she's barking. 
Oh my gosh, is that what that noise was? Anyway, That's funny. so an Alien Highway. Yes, yeah, so this week we premiered our third episode, and um, it's been getting pretty good reviews so far. I think people really like the angle that we're taking. We're kind of investigating things that you hear about, like the theory of an escaped alien from Area 51, or um, the theory that you know part of the debris from Roswell well is hidden. So it's been pretty cool. I've got to go some, to some really great places, and... Um, yeah, it's been great so far. How many episodes did you guys film? We have eight episodes altogether. And yeah, and three episodes in the third one yep. just aired. Yeah. Yep. Every Wednesday night at ten, there's a new episode. So for you, this was was this kind of a new um, newer for you? I, I know you had your your old show, your former show. It was more paranormal, but like for instance, for this, what references or materials did you have to read or watch, or what did you do to prepare for your role as an investigator on this show? Well, um, so the main guy that I'm working with, he's pretty much the host of the show. His name is Chuck Zakowski, and he's pretty well known for investigating animal mutilations um, and UFOs and Bigfoots. Um, so I had to read a little bit about him because I know I had read one article he wrote about a uh, mutilation that he investigated. But there's actually a book written about him um, by a New York Times best selling author, and it's called The 37th Parallel. And it basically explores Chuck's theory about how the lower half of the United States uh, around the 36th, 37th, and 38th parallel is where a lot of these sightings occurred. And it kind of lines up with Native American burial grounds and underground military bunkers. So that's that's the whole idea of the book is his investigations along the 37th parallel and kind of how he got into this. So I, I basically started by reading the book so I could get get to know a little bit about who I'd be working with. Mm -hmm. Is that, um, is that a book yeah. that you can just get anywhere like online or at a store? Oh yeah. Or? Yeah. It's called the 37th parallel by Ben Mesrick. It's, it's actually a really good book. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's really good. So has that, uh, the reading of the book and working with him on the show, has that altered your concept of the whole alien highway, uh, you know, UFO thing? Um, it's opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. You know, you hear stories about people having paranormal experiences relating to haunted houses. Um, but the alien stuff you hear, but it's, it seems like some, most of the time you hear it from people that you're kind of like, wait a second, you have to kind of have to second guess them. But it made me realize that pilots are seeing these things. Um, well-trained people in the Navy are seeing these things and the government is also, currently still like investigating um these things in fact the other day i just read an article where the congress was briefed on uh you know what to do when the navy sees an unidentified flying object so it kind of opened my eyes that like a lot of people all over the world for like a long time since like the beginning of history have been seeing these things what about the theory that uh, bigfoot has alien origins uh do you think that's maybe why we don't ever find a body or skeletal remains or um i don't know how i feel about that i mean it kind of makes sense but i i don't really know yeah i know there's people that say that uh uh you know he could be like an interdimensional being or something like that too you know like a traveler between dimensions what do you think about yeah that? Kind of... yeah i mean that's that's a pretty good theory when it comes to aliens too because i mean maybe that's why we never see them because they just can go to another dimension whenever that you know what i mean i don't mm -hmm. know well 
I got to ask you, we have questions actually from listeners. Are you ready to field mm-hmm. some of these? Yeah, bring uh, it on. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's just say here. All right. Let's go with uh, my friend Paul Wardlin. Um, all right. Let's see. He was also featured in Fiends of the Flesh, I should say. He's a very good writer and editor as well. But he asked, <laughs> just flat out, does the alien highway lead to Devil's Tower? <laughs> I'm glad you no. laughed. I'm glad you laughed at that. <laughs> um, is he asking whether or not we're going there? I wasn't going to say that. I thought maybe the last episode would end up there. But... No, we okay. didn't go there. It's, it's a place I've heard about a long time, and I, for a long time, but I know Chuck has definitely been there, but I we didn't film there. But if we get a season two, that's probably a place we would consider. Okay, I got another one here from Terrence Maine. He is second in charge of July's Gross Fest, coming out July 20th over at the Double Tree in Washington. He asks, Heather, why do you think people are so afraid to just admit that we are not alone in the universe? Pretty generic, I know, but... Um, I don't know if I really think people are afraid anymore to admit that we're not alone. I just feel like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people believe that we're not alone. And I feel like now people are kind of voicing it more. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's just more means, yeah, for people to voice their own thoughts and opinions. Yeah. I feel like now people feel a little bit more comfortable about it, whereas maybe, you know, 50, 40 years ago, people were kind of like uh, keeping it to themselves. Absolutely, yes, yes. All right, I got a chick here. Tanya Mendez, do you think... Oh, God. Do you think ancient aliens were spiritual beings sent to Earth to advance civilization? No, this is no correlation to the show. <laughs> ancient civilizations or what is it? Alien civilizations? A- ancient, ancient aliens. aliens yeah. Yeah. No correlation whatsoever. I mean, I think that that's a pretty valid statement because you think about all these insane structures that are all over the world that people don't know how they got there and how at the time we had the technology to build certain monuments like that. So, I mean, I think that that could be. But, again, I don't know. I don't know any of this. Like, <laughs> you could talk about it for days and come up with a million different theories. True. I don't know, but I think it's a huge possibility. Well, I got a weird one for you. This is about, about ancient aliens. Uh, Dave Maher called it. Or actually, he sent me an email. Have you ever met George Sukolis of Ancient Aliens? No, I haven't. I know some people who have, but no, I haven't met him. Maybe maybe some someday down the road I'll meet him. He's a little wacky. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and uh, I'm sure it would be an interesting conversation I'd have with him. Oh, yeah. Please. That'd be like two days. Um, so are you familiar, Dave also asks, are you familiar with the Fermi Paradox? This is named um, after Enrico Fermi. I'll fill you in if you don't know. Yeah, fill me in. Refresh okay. Me. He um, apparently the Enrico Fermi, he's a physicist and he um, seeks to ask the question, Where are the aliens? Because our solar system is so young compared to the rest of the universe. Where are they hiding? I don't know. What do you think? Um, Zeta Reticuli? Maybe. Could be a possibility. Um, I don't know. It's hard because you hear the whole theory of hybrids where Uh, maybe we've already met people that are aliens. You know, I think we all 
have an experience where we've met someone where we're just yeah, like, I got two in this room right now, actually. <laughs> and one on the phone. Uh, let's see here. All right, well, do you, if you know what I'm talking about here with Mr. Fermi, which you don't, but um, you get the idea. Do you agree with his theory that we should have already been visited by aliens? Maybe, but I mean, maybe we haven't visited and we don't even know it. Boom. I like that. You know? I like that. Who the heck knows? True, true. All right, well, Sean, I know you got a few more bag. No more bag of tricks? You know, you got nothing. A bag of tricks. A bag of tricks. Come on, man. Uh, what else you got? I got more. I got more, but. You go ahead. Well, no, no one wants the, the answer to this one. Are mashed potatoes really the answer to all our extraterrestrial pondering? Yes, with garlic and butter. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds good. I like parsley myself. Parsley potatoes with butter. That's fantastic. Oh, and you got to have oh, a yeah, nice roll to go with it. I see. Oh, my God. Boy, we really got oh, off yeah. track here. Okay. Uh, Fiori, can you save this? Yeah, I can. Here's... Here... <laughs> I, I feel like I should talk like Yoda now. but <laughs> Do it. Um, here, here's a theory for you. Um we actually are on this planet because of the ancients who put us here. And there is a 12th planet in our solar system, but its orbit is elliptical rather than circular. And it comes by Earth every 1,200 years. And if you take a look at the history of mankind, you will see coincidentally, or perhaps not, that there are major leaps in technology and knowledge every 1,200 years. And that's when this ship comes back around and they deposit some of their people down and infuse them with us to grow uh, the, the human species up. Now, I'd like to take credit for that. <laughs> but that is not my theory. That is the theory of Zachariah Zechen who is uh, rather world-renowned, and he has uh, done this study about the 12th planet and the ancients visiting us. And even more interesting is that he has taken the Old Testament of the Bible, and he has tied it into his theory, and he can explain everything in his theory through the writings of the Old Testament. He has several different books out about this. So uh, if anybody is really interested in this, Zachariah Zechen is his name, and uh, his theories are like, uh, they're out there. Well, they're, they're pretty cool. Interested. I can, I can, I, like that. I, I hear Heather scribing that down right now. I'm, I'm yeah, for sure. Did you hear me writing for real? <laughs> yes, I did. I know you. Oh my God. That's yes, so funny. Yeah, I, I can hear you. You writing. have some good microphones yeah, over there. Sometimes, yeah, when they work. But yeah, investigative uh, journalism, right? Isn't that weird? I'm, I'm sorry. Anyway, we should mention real quick, Heather was previously on Paranormal State. So she has some, well, background on TV. But really, I, I was actually curious myself. Like, first of all, how did this come about, like, from one show to the next? Like, did they see your previous work and just say, yeah, her? Or, like, did you sign up? Um, well, since Paranormal State, so I was on seasons one through four. And when I left the show, I feel like every year I, I got asked to do like at least three two or three paranormal type shows a year that i would try out for some of them i'd go film a pilot for but then the network you know would decide it wasn't the right time to release the show or whatever but i had been my name had been known because of my work in the paranormal field so anytime people needed a cast member for a paranormal type show i would be contacted and there were a lot of cool opportunities i had 
but sadly it just wasn't the right you know time for the for the show to come out or the right idea so um it was probably it was last uh last july or august i got contacted by one of the co-executive producers of paranormal state who i had been in contact with since the show and he had this idea his production company was doing a show about chuck's life and they needed another investigator to kind of balance things out so I Skyped with the uh, I Skyped with the producers and then Chuck and I met and Skyped and from there it just I think I found out a month later that they wanted me and then we started filming in December. So it's kind of cool because there's a lot of people from Paranormal State that are involved like on a couple of our episodes there were I think two different editors that were also editors on Paranormal State. And then a fun fun fact is our director of photography on Alien Highway was started the first season of Paranormal State. He started as an office PA, worked his way up to senior editor, and now he's director of photography for this show, which is why the show is like ama- like visually it's pretty stunning. Yeah, no, the production value is amazing. I gotta agree, agree with you there, and I gotta give I have to congratulate you on your second big show. You know, I mean, you came a long way since our little, you know, you used to sit in this little room with me. And now here I am, you know, interviewing you on Skype, something you never wanted to use. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there it is. But yeah, and here you are. But, you know, I'm so happy for you. And I think it's fantastic. I'm enjoying the show. Um, It's Wednesdays, what, nine, ten o'clock, right? Ten. Okay. Um, Any finer points of the show you want to point out? Something you'd like to, for people to know about in the last... Hmm, I don't know. Any mem- um, memorable moments? or? I know, I've released a couple videos of um, Chuck, Dan, and I singing in his truck, because Chuck Chuck, <laughs> uh, Chuck drives his truck, he has a Dodge Ram, and he is very truck. proud of his truck, and it's full of all of his investigating equipment. He drives it from Colorado to every location. Oh, he wow. drove it to every location except for one. So that's the cast vehicle. So it's always me, Dan, and Chuck, and then there's a camera guy in, in the back seat, and we're always singing songs. And there's GoPros set up on the dashboard filming us. And I know they have the editors have some really funny footage of us singing, but um, we have a lot of fun behind the scenes. And everyone on production was really into into the the whole alien aspect of it too. Like I remember there was one point in one of our future episodes where. We were just getting ready to film a scene, and the camera guys were still getting their cameras ready. And one of the camera guys saw this light and this orange light in the sky that he that was coming from like the opposite direction. So he turned around and quickly was like super pumped and turned on his camera to try to film it. But uh, the cast, they were also excited about everything too. <laughs> well, I know that even if you're not into the paranormal or alien uh, aliens at all. Um, you, you like to just travel. So you get to go to all these cool places. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. So what was, your... I love living can... out of a suitcase. Is it TMI <laughs> at this point or can you like talk about your favorite location? Um, well, I can talk about some of our future episodes, like where we're Ooh. going. Um, okay. we do one, our next one is in Colorado and we go to some ranchers that Chuck has worked with before that they have a lot of, um, cattle mutilations. And they'll see like weird things in the sky when this happens, and then they'll go in their house and experience weird things. So, okay, we tackled that, which was really exciting for me because I kind of I know on Paranormal State we had one mutilation thing where a horse was 
was experiencing something, but like this was like way different. Yeah. And Chuck, this is Chuck's like specialty, so I really learned a lot, and it was really interesting. Um, do, we did like a really cool experiment, and you'll see it in the episode. But Ooh. other than that, um, we have an episode where we go to Arizona. We go to Sedona to investigate four Texas, which is really interesting. Um, we do one on USOs, which are underwater submerged objects, because not only are people seeing things in the sky, but they're seeing things go into our oceans. That's why I asked you, like, where do you think the aliens are hiding? I've been wondering about that. Uh, you hear yeah. that more and more now. It's said that there's an underground base. Um, I yeah. think it's near, it's off the coast of Southern California. It's but pretty much where your new house is, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think of where else we go. Your other house. Um, we do a family's house, which actually reminded me a lot of a Paranormal State episode. Mm. Okay, so how do you feel about, th are you thrown back into the research aspect of it? Are they using you for that? Or are you more hands-on? Are they leaving you in the darkened bathroom where you get touched? That is a um, thing, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> First thing she ever said on the Today Show, I got touched on the, in the bathroom. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. No, my exact words, I went on the... Today's it was show. like the CBS early morning show, and I went on, and I said, they asked me, what was your best experience or something like that? And I said, I got touched in the bathroom, and it was an amazing experience. <laughs> and that is how we start off your book. <laughs> I know. I really wish I could see that. No, no, we'll find it. I'll dig it up. <laughs> All right. Well, Sean is also curious. Are you still playing your bass? I am. Yeah. Not as much, but I am. Um yeah, I'm still playing and still writing a little bit. Writing a little bit, yeah. All right, all right. And once I get back to Pittsburgh, it's going to be full force jam time. Yeah. You hear that? Sean just, his Me eyes too. lit up, man. He's looking for somebody to jam with, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we could get a crew going. Go jam. Sounds yeah. good. And your girlfriend, Katrina, is working with Jack Osborne right now. That show's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've really enjoyed watching it. I feel like she really does well on it. She's like the lead person, it seems. Yeah, definitely. She, I think she talks more than anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. People really like that. And um, it's kind of cool that they're focusing on, you know, portals and um, really serious demonic uh, cases. Indeed. All right. So we have something to look forward to here. I'm really looking forward to, what is it, next Wednesday, 10 o'clock, Travel Channel. Yeah. And um, I should tell you, really important, that we received um, Perry Farrell's Kind Heaven on vinyl in the mail today. I saw that. I got a text message about that. The cover looks pretty cool. How did you get a text message about that? D texted oh. me yesterday and told me. <laughs> like, Jesus, hot off the press. It was in my living room. How did that happen? Anyway, yeah, it's it, pretty wild, man. It comes with a download, but it's, yeah, Perry Farrell and, uh, I don't know, there's like eight songs. My God, the cast on this album is like, there's like 30 people on it, so. Do you like it? Uh, we did not listen to the vinyl. We only know the pirate song so far. Oh, okay. But we, we have to make mention, because, again, Heather named the show, the namesake is from uh, Kettle Whistle Radio's Kettle Whistle is, of course, Jane's Addiction song, and that's how this whole thing got started. So anyway, yeah, I, I remember, um, I remember when we started this, thinking yeah. of names. Twelve years ago, ten, ten years ago. Uh, I moved to Pittsburgh in 2011. Did, I think I met you in 2012, right? Yeah, it was uh, a little before that. It was Steel City Con, and you were working on Ghost Bait at the Ghost time. Ghost Bait, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. All right. Well, what else? How about your fans? How do they find you? 
Um, well, I'm pretty active on, or, yeah, I'm active on Instagram and Twitter and I, my handle on there is classic tad. Mm-hmm. So C L A S S I C T A D. Um, and I, I just started a public figure Facebook page because you should. I, yeah, I, I want to keep, you know, private, you know, some stuff private on my actual personal Facebook page. So I'm trying to get people to add me on there, but I think when they search me, the other page comes up. So I don't know how to change that. Hmm. Well, we got a techie guy in the house. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can find me on there or, um, I'm always open to people emailing me at heathertaddy at gmail.com. If they want to say anything. There you go. You doing any conventions? No, not yet. I I haven't heard word that the network has signed us up for any, but um, I'm hoping that, at least at the end of the summer, we'll be doing some for the fall. I'm sure oh, yeah. we'll be doing something. Well, when you're not, you got to join me. I, I, I have to make mention of Gross Fest July 20th. I'm doing that with, with John Russo, your buddy. Oh, yeah, John Russo. Yeah. And we're doing that in, uh, well, it's actually at the Hilton Hotel, the Doubletree in Washington. Last year was at the Washington Hotel, and I think I've been saying that on a couple of shows. But it's, it's at the Doubletree, July 20th from like 10 till 7, one day, sold out as far as vendors. But they're expecting a big crowd. So if you're in the area, you too, Heather, and you guys, Fury and Sean, if you're in the area, go to the Doubletree in Washington. Love to see you guys there at GrossFest 2000. What, what year is this now? 2019 already. Weird. But yeah, so we'll do some conventions when you're back in the burg. Heck yeah, I'm down. Yeah, man. Well, we miss you here. I know. I was a little leery about you and Sean hanging out um, without me there. Um, I know. Yeah, I can only imagine things that were said. And we didn't talk about you. Don't worry. Yeah, whatever. My hairs are still rising in the back of my neck from that one. But anyway, all right. Well, it was fun. Definitely fun seeing you again. I'm glad you're gonna be back in the area. We got many a show to go to. And you're gonna have you have to come back here and do an in studio. And um, I, I believe if Fury's up to it, he'd like to have you on his TV show at some point. If that's yeah. even a possibility, that's definitely a possibility. What's your TV show? Oh, thanks. Nice plug. Good segue. <laughs> <laughs> it's good working with professionals, you know. <laughs> that's why I hired her. <laughs> the show's outtakes with Fiore, and uh, we produce it here locally, but naturally distribute it globally. And uh, also intergalactically. Aha. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we understand the mothership. No, but it would be great if uh, next time you're in town, you know, instead of just seeing you buzz off to the airport, I could <laughs> tackle you down for a little bit and you can spend some time in the studio I with me. I think so, that would be great. I felt so can bad I about wear that. A really weird outfit? Uh, uh, I would expect nothing less. She excels okay, at that. Yes, then I'm yes, down. yes, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, cool. Yeah, this one you'll actually be seen and not, well, and heard. But, yeah, uh, Russo was supposed to do it, but we don't know what's going on with that just yet. So, yeah, he's been busy. Yeah. And you've been busy. I have. All right, well, Heather, hey, thank you for, for your time so much. And oh, we can't of we can't wait to have you in studio. Yes, I can't wait to return to the Berg. Yes. And, uh, Sean, anything in closing with Miss Heather? Oh, I just can't wait for her to come back and be on the show with us and, uh, you know. Yep. Hang out more. Yeah, we need a, a female presence back in this room here. Since, uh, well, your yeah. daughter, do- we we did have his daughter here last time, which was really interesting. Um, yeah, Amber, strange. Yeah, that. Well, we made her drink pickle juice. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Pickle soda. That's horrible. Pickle, pickle soda. Oh, yeah. It was well, awful. That doesn't matter. We're all ready for the next thing too. We got what is that hot? 
what is that hot vitamin water? Yeah, it's hot like fire vitamin fire water. Fire peppered vitamin oh water. God. Yeah, for the next time she comes in here. Things I couldn't do with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's kid. Great. Hey, thank you so much for doing this, and we'll yeah, talk soon. You. Is there anything else we need to know before we let you go? Nope. That's usually the case. Nothing else I can think of. Okay. If you think about it, call back in. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey. Take care, Heather. Thanks for calling. Right, and bye, thanks guys. for calling in. Take care. Bye, Heather. Yep, bye. All right, bye-bye. Uh, we're going to take a break here, folks, and we're going to switch over to... Actually, Sean's going to... We're going to play a song. Yeah. Precious Child? Yeah, Precious Child from yeah, L.A. Yeah, the band yeah. that you found at... Uh, I saw them actually play at Spirit. At Spirit, and mm-hmm. it was the was that the... Oh, this is the same place, but different. Yeah, language. that was the... Uh, Hot ooh, Pink that's Satan. What, Hot Pink Satan, yeah local, yeah, local act. Stay tuned for that one, guys. Yeah. Uh, and girls, Hot Pink Satan, when we have them here... I don't know that Fury will come over at that point. I'm not sure. Um, it's a long story. How do we explain that? Hmm. All fair. Okay. Precious child, folks. Hope you enjoy this. Yeah. 
afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that was Precious Child. <laughs> I really like that song. And you know what? Our new guy here, Fury, kind of liked that song a little bit, too. That's rare. That's rare. Yeah. He, 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 he said he liked it better than the last crap he heard. <laughs> I am not going to say the last crap that he heard. but um, Probably some band from Norway. <laughs> yeah. Heather's still with us. Heather, you have to hear our, um, our episode about with Norway. Um and Fury pissing off a whole country of Vikings. It's fantastic. Do you like black metal, Heather? Yeah, she likes a little bit of yeah. death metal, Do you? black metal, yeah. 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 But, so Fury reviewed a movie yeah. and um oh, that was about did you see that? Lords of Chaos. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like it. I saw it at a at a film festival here and I did not like it. Uh, see, Heather, I knew there was something about you I liked. See, <laughs> it, it, and I liked well, that. Well, if it was a documentary, I would have liked it more. You know what I mean? That's exactly That is exactly what Fiori said when he watched the film with me. He said exactly that. There already is a really good black metal documentary out yes. there. I just don't remember yeah. the name of it. You're correct. Uh, something like The Black Into Light. It was on Netflix about eight years ago when I first met you. Yeah, we watched. Yeah, that was a good one. You are correct. But we have we've we've strayed from the path. Yeah. Sean has a question for you. Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted to know um, after the show. Uh, you know, you've you filmed all these episodes now. I want to know: Do you believe now, or do you want to believe? I want to believe. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. All, right. Well, good. <laughs> all right, there, <laughs> Scully. That's very Fox Mulder of you. Uh -huh. All right, kid. Hey, thanks for your time, man. And we look yeah, forward, we, thank you guys. We look forward to having you back. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, you, you have a good night. You too. Bye. All right, I hope you like. Night, I hope you like Precious Child that I couldn't pronounce. I love Precious Child. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're good, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, take care. All right, bye, guys. All right, bye. 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 So we are back, and this time we might actually say good night to Heather. She might be listening too. Isn't that creepy? <laughs> oh, there she goes. <laughs> yep, she's gone now. It's okay. Official. Heather has left the building. We have all kinds of stuff here. I, I saw a list that Fiori brought over here, and I'm very curious what he's got for us. Oh. Now, 
as we know, Outtakes with Fury uh, has been, what, are we 30 years in the making? Oh, I, I think ever since the Pliocene era, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be fe- featured in Jurassic World Part 3? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I saw that list, and I saw some interesting names. Or well, I try to keep titles. the, uh, you know, what's, what's happened is uh, I'd say over the last, mm, let me guess, five to six years of doing the show, uh, I have latched on to a lot of independent film companies. And uh, the reason is simple. A lot of, uh, you know, I'm doing air quotes, a lot of (laughs) critics uh, simply won't give these movies the time of day. But I enjoy them. So uh, a lot of them stay in touch with me. And, uh, you know, they they just want me to do something on their show, Mm -hmm. on their movie, whether or not it's good or bad. I don't think they care, just so I get it out there. So what I did was I I looked through uh, the last few movies I did, especially coming from independent studios that were uh, Mm horror-related, horror or sci-fi-related, because that fits in good with your your show. Yes. And I don't know when this will air, but I I can tell you that today's date... Possibly tonight. Possibly tonight. And you know, you probably never date these things. But today's date is uh, Thursday... June 26th, <laughs> and I'm letting you know that this movie I'm going to talk about actually uh, opens tomorrow. So, <laughs> I, so, so, considering that this show will probably air in December, you no, might want to no, no. you might want to consider this movie uh, for a Christmas present. It would make a fine Christmas present. This will be a lot sooner. Fury is taking a shot at me and my production quality, uh, not quality, but what, what would you call it? timing? Yeah. Um, the, the timing thing. We had some issues. Okay, there was definitely some server issues um, and other issues, employment issues. You name it, we had issues. Uh, weather, um, David, as the bard. Once said, "Methinks thou doth protest too much." Yeah, a little <laughs> so, bit. A little bit. Anyway, getting back to this movie, this movie will open up tomorrow, and it's called Thirteen Graves, and this is probably one of the better horror films I've seen, definitely this Whoa. year, but in a couple of a couple of years. Easy. Okay, and it's from an independent movie company called Monarch Monarch Home Entertainment. I'm familiar and with it's that. not only available on. Sorry, it's not only available on, you know, the the prehistoric DVD, mm-hmm. but it's also available on VOD, uh, and you can you can see it there too. But I, I'm going to get a little geeky on you here. Okay? We're okay with that. The mm-hmm. star of this movie is Justin Hunting, and you're going to say I've never heard of him, and I'm going to say that's right because he's not in the movie. <laughs> wow, he's the cinematographer. Oh. Oh, I like this. And this mm. movie is shot so great. It was like, you know, being on a date with Salma Hayek. Ooh. Oof. Oh, you should uh, watch uh, Everly. Have you seen Everly yet? <laughs> yeah. Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> you know, one of these days I'll have to tell you about my dance I had with her. But anyway. What? Let's get, let's get back on to, <laughs> to 13 Grace. Teaser. When this movie starts out, okay, it starts out with woods. And the woods are black and white. And there's a technique, it's a very simple technique, where you can keep basically the frame black and white, but you just let certain colors filter through. Hmm. And as we're going on a pan of this wooded area, different colors are 
coming through. First, you see the yellows come through, and then they fade out, and the oranges come in, and they fade out, and the greens come in. Wait, and then we like, see our are, characters. Are these film filters we're talking about? Uh, no, I think it was done in post, to be oh, okay. honest with you. Cool. And then, and then you see the... Uh, the uh, uh, characters and the same thing is happening with them the whole color palette is changing but at the same time it's keeping that very dull almost black and white look hmm. to it and the you know the first 10 minutes when it opened i went oh man that was that's good you know it's yeah a, and then the guy doesn't stop he keeps this up all through the entire movie huh. and it's great and there's there's two scenes when you actually have uh let's say normal shots mm -hmm. and uh, those those scenes are key because they involve you know the supernatural the demons whatever but uh uh th the movie just looks fantastic in fact i i asked monarch to send me a copy of it because uh i'll be teaching a cinematography class oh, cool. uh, starting cool. in the fall and i'm using this movie in the class oh that's I mean, so cool that's how good and then on top of that, he's adding vector and index shots. And I'm like, oh, this guy's like, you know, he's yeah. blowing my mind. So I, I went off of my real geek there. And I, I just think, and, and it's a good story. And, you know, one thing I love about the independents, they understand movies. You know, mm -hmm. if you have a movie and yes. you've got a good movie, you can say it in 90 minutes or less. Yeah. And if you can't, you're being silly. True. You know? True. And uh, this one clocks in at 82 minutes, and it moves. I mean, you, it's just bang right there. After getting to know you love an 80-minute film, you feel like anything after that kind of drags. I, I do. And, yeah. I do. Entertainment. Well, although I did see an exception last night, I got to admit. Okay. Uh, last night, I went to the press screening for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh. <gasps> And you saw uh, it? of course, you guys aren't going to real. Uh, by the time this show airs, it'll already be out tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> he's not dropping it'll, this. It'll be on Netflix or something. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain to the, the listening audience: there is still an episode I'm holding hostage, and it's a Lords of Chaos episode. That's only because of timing. We had so much thing, so many things happen. Yeah, and Fury just doesn't care right now. But anyway, but yeah, no, this this will air timely. So you saw Spider Man. It was. Uh, it was about two hours and 15 minutes long, and I never realized I was sitting that long. Hey. Wow. I mean, this thing just, wow. I want to hear that. Definitely, cool. definitely. Besides Godzilla, yeah. the, the Ooh, best movie I've seen this year. Godzilla was amazing. Best movie I've seen. And it proves one thing. It proves that Disney has no business making superhero movies. Ooh. Because Spider-Man, as we all know, is the property of Sony mm -hmm. and Columbia TriStar. And Venom, too. And they're owned by a Japanese firm. Oh. And the Japanese don't care about all the secret political agendas and all the little PC things that Disney has to infuse into all of its movies so that it can indoctrinate its viewers into this world Globe. You know what? I'm sorry. I no. went off on a tangent there. <laughs> this is awesome. And it's great. It's one of the best super movies I've seen since old Venom, which happens to be Sony, Sony. also. Yeah. So imagine that. And it's just, it's absolutely great. And when you see this movie, you know, Spider-Man was caught in a, in a dilemma because he was owned by Sony. Uh, which really pissed Disney off. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Disney tried to buy it off of Sony. Yeah. And Sony said, 
Uh-huh. So <laughs> he just gave no, me no, the, no, no, he, no. He just flipped me off. No, you know, let them think. <laughs> the that's, the, that's the beauty of radio. Everyone's sitting home going, "What did he do? What's that? <laughs> what did he do?" I like to interpret hand gestures. So, so they said. So Disney said we need Spider-Man for some of these movies, and Sony and Sony said, "Well, we'll loan him to you at these exorbitant rates." And and Disney had no choice. So the Disney Marvel world used the Spider-Man character at great cost. And now you had two worlds. You had the Sony world of Spider-Man, and you had mm-hmm. how he appeared in the Disney version. Yeah. And this movie takes both of those, Ooh. ties them together, and then slam dunks Disney. Really? Oh, so, oh, I was sitting in my seat going nuts. Yes, it's it's perfect. I don't want to give a lot away. There's a okay. lot of really good stuff in this movie, and there are some things that happen at the end that you're wait, just going to sit wait. there and go, I'm sitting here with my yeah, mouth agape, yeah, and I'm just like, really that good do, do you mean end of credits wait around or the end of the movie? Do we yes. sit both? Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 phenomenal. Anyway, the the point I was making was that was a, a case where they can make a movie that long and you don't notice it. But this this thing is absolutely fantastic. It's British. So there's going to be a couple of times He's when, talking about uh, 13 Graves right yes. now. He's holding 13 yeah. Graves. There's going to be a couple of times when you uh you might have a a problem with the um with the um accents they get a little thick uh, but I like that. That but, means they really mean it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it it's it's really a Okay, it's a so, great movie. So Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man takes center stage, but 13 Graves is a damn good horror movie. Oh, yes. If, if you're into horror films, you're going to like this one watch a lot. It now. I'm excited about Tom Holland again, though. So he pulls it off yet again. You know, he's. I think he's going to last longer than all the other ones. He's and, so good. Uh, he's he so natural. seems to like the role. Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas uh, Tobey Maguire was obviously bored with it halfway through the second movie. You think so? Yeah. yeah. They, they, and, they lost uh, it halfway through the second yeah, movie. They you, did. you nailed that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Andrew still... Garfield, I don't think, ever wanted to do it. Yeah, I didn't like him. Yeah. I didn't like... Honestly, my favorite villain as a kid was the lizard, so when they ruined his likeness, I was out. I was out. Mm. I was you, out. You can tell that... You know, you can tell when a right star there. is... The lizard is up yeah. there, okay? That's yeah. what he looks like. Yeah. All right? That's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. that wasn't that wasn't what he looked like in the no, movie. No, that's but, terrible. Yeah. Uh, you can tell uh, when a, a star is getting uh, bored with a role when when he acts weird on the on the press circuit. And uh, when they were interviewing Andrew Garfield, he went on the press circuit and he immediately began saying that he thought uh, Spider-Man would be a prime candidate to be the first gay superhero, and he would like to be. Uh, the the homosexual Spider-Man, and you know he he went off on that tangent, and did it on his own without letting the producers and the studio know. Yeah, so he took a stand that really didn't make much sense. Yeah, at the and moment. everybody's sitting back going, "Where did this just come from?" You know, yeah. and Honestly, uh, you yeah. know what? It's escapism, and sometimes I want escape is I want escape from that. You know, the political movements, everybody with their 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 soapboxes. Um, I have a lot of gay friends, and you know what, Spider-Man, it never meant anything to them, whether he was gay, straight, or anything. They enjoy Spider-Man. Well, I think the thing is, if you're going to say or do something like that, let the PR department know, you know, let the studio know, let the people who are paying your paycheck know that you're going to do this, this way they can, you know, 
Yeah. You, you don't pull those surprises out That's like that. That's you know? an interesting stance. But, yeah, I, I I never looked at my superhero. I know, like, superheroes, it's just, it, who cares what their sexual preference is? It, it, they, are, they're, they are that. They're, some, they're, they're what we look up to, what we want to be when we can't be who we are. You escape into this world. If he's gay, that's great. Fantastic. But I don't know that you should take a stand with somebody else's character and right. do that that's not that right i mean it, it, we can go back to luke skywalker everybody wants to know his sexual preference who gives a shit he's yeah. the strongest jedi in the universe Isn't he dead he's dead well, and then it doesn't matter they, now. but, but <laughs> they all want to know what his preference was and mark hamill came out at one point and i i, I think he pretty much just said who cares yeah, who what wants does it to matter? Know that? I mean, people who have too much time on their hand might be sitting back. Seriously. You know, and I'll tell you how this backfired uh, one time to the good. Yeah, if it backfired, it wasn't good. But uh, if you recall back a few years, uh, James Bond was actually played by a, ah. a decent actor, and his name was Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, and he did a really fine job as Golden as Bond. And then uh, on one of the tours, they happened to, one of the interviewers asked, you know, what would you like to see in future Bond movies? <laughs> and Pierce Brosnan said, well, you know, Bond is a really strong character, and I would like to see the movies maybe take a, a, a step forward, maybe go for an R rating and get a little bit more... That is such grim, a great idea. Get a little bit more intense as far mm -hmm. as the action and the... the sex and the language and you know when i heard him say that i went oh god finally thank you Just, you know let's go ahead and do that well the broccoli family went bonkers oh. and they said no you can't do that and 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 it built up into a big thing to where Ooh. pierce brosnan was let go from the bond movies and they brought in probably the worst bond of ever daniel craig so oh oh that's controversial you yes. don't like him no he's he's horrible okay so, I, I didn't so, see the last one i didn't see the last one it doesn't matter <laughs> the, the only thing that. that made any of those movies good was when sam raimi was behind them because sam Ooh. raimi knows how to make a movie yeah you know i uh, agree and with a sam raimi movie you could put anyone in, you could put me in as bond and it would still be good but uh no you should uh, just be bond <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but I mean, you know, you had some, you had somebody there in Pierce Brosnan who who waited desperately for that role, who wanted it. Once he got it, he embodied it, and then they dumped him over a a, a statement like that and went out and got a crazy. It was a horrible, horrible thing for the whole franchise. The, one of my favorite actors was actually up for that role when Daniel Craig got it. Um, the uh, Adrian Paul from the Highlander TV yes. series. Yes, he looked exactly yes. to me like a young um, Sean Connery. Mm -hmm. Nice choice. You know, I th I thought he. Do you know when he didn't that. get it, he was devastated. That would have broke him. Yes. big. Uh. And you know, uh, ever since he did not get that role, because he he like mortgaged the house to try to get that role. Oh my god! And really? you notice that when he didn't get it, he was relegated to these, you know, yeah, B movies that. You know, you find on Cinemax at two in the morning. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a rough business, man. Yeah. That's why I have to give kudos to Heather for sticking it through, and she's lucky to have gotten a second series. How many people can say they got a second television series? Yeah. yeah. So our girl, you know, she major accomplishment. And the thing she major started here. Yes, mm -hmm. and came back. She's back here because she didn't like it elsewhere. Well, it shows me that at one time, at least, they've got a show's out on time. But hey, <laughs> what's, what's that mean for me, then? Oh. What, what, 
<laughs> Am I going to make it big somehow then, too? <laughs> yes, keep playing bass. Okay. And Fury, well, you know, he's kind of already made it. So, <laughs> All right. Hey, let me throw a couple others out here yeah, for you. Yeah, you need to because uh, you got a cool list, but we have an elephant in this room. Yeah, That's I bigger than all of us. Green. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, too. We recorded that show so long ago that all of the movies I've talked about, I think, are now in the bargain bin at Walmart. So I don't think we should even, you know, don't even put it together. Lords of Chaos needs to be seen. Lords of Chaos needs to be seen. let it go, Boff. Just let it go. You know, it's over. It's It's going to be the outtake (laughs) episode. Outtake with Fury, for real. Yeah. (laughs) For real. And people will sit by and say, how's this guy supposed to be a top critic? He's talking about movies that are 16 years old. Oh, don't worry. Okay. No, 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 no. Wait, Fury. No, 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 no. I'll preface. I'll, I will preface it. Preface? Preface it with, I'm late. And, <laughs> and uh, here's an archive that you missed along the way. And granted, none of my listeners probably saw those movies. So they need to see these movies. And we talked, again, Lords of Chaos. You hated it. So you're not. Yeah, but Heather and I covered that again tonight. So we're good. We're good. Heather and I were in agreement. What more do you need to know? What you have on your list now. What can you actually... Yes. Okay, let me get to these. Uh, because this this show might air before Independence oh, Day. And, and if it does, I want to give you a I'm heads up. I'm going to piss all of you off and put it up tonight. <laughs> I want to give you a heads up on a couple of movies. And then oh. I got then I got a story to tell you about a couple of movies. Some people's kids. Uh, the, one, <laughs> the one movie is called They're Inside. Ooh, I'm already in. And this movie opens up in no the middle intended. of July. And, and for all of our listeners, I should probably point out that's the middle of July 2019. Okay. And, and <laughs> Fury the, is the, still <laughs> ripping on me right now. The, <laughs> other, the other movie is called Doink. As, uh, Assassinaut. It's half assassin and astronaut. Assassinaut. Okay. Ooh. And that's coming out. On July twenty eighth. That sounds like an Outland Sean Connery. Type so that's thing. well, that... no, no, it's not. Okay, uh, we could, but wish it were. So Alan Dean Foster did not write the novel. <laughs> no. Oh, you know about that? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> so, so let me tell you a little bit about these two movies because uh, I'm going to. Um, anybody who has seen my uh, my little capsule critiques on the official outtakes with fiore youtube channel which is called uh you look under rightcritic.com and it'll come up um knows that i have uh, basically uh, fallen in love with an independent studio called dread central yes you have mm-hmm. and dread central has been putting out some of the best schlocky horror films and sci-fi films that i've seen in ages i just i love these guys they're I just agree. they're great mm-hmm. now they were pretty smart too because apparently, before they hit the, the theaters, they built up this giant cache of movies. Okay? So they had all of these movies ready to go. Hmm. And when they started f- releasing them, they started firing them out like every three months. Hmm. Okay? Obviously, they picked their best ones. And they were noticed, not only by me and select others, but a company called Epic Pictures noticed them. Now, oh. Epic is not a massive studio, but they're a big studio. They're mm-hmm. a, a step between, you know, the the big Tinseltown theater or studios and the independent studios. Mm-hmm. So Epic goes up to Dredd and says, you know, we love what you're doing. Let's hook up. 
you know, your movies, our distribution, bingo, we got a hit. Good move. Very good move. And it worked nicely uh, for about two or three movies. And now what's happened is Dread Central has had these, these movies that it had built up in its cash. They weren't top quality, mm. but because they've hooked up with Epic, they're going to put them out anyway. Hmm. Okay. I, I just to, not to interrupt, but Epic. I just watched an Epic film on Prime. Do they are they do they have a thing with Prime where they're doing more with them than Netflix? Uh, yes, they do. They got a weird one on there. I, well, they're not a weird, but they got like imports from the seventies. Are they looking into older nostalgia type horror? Because I found some weird ones on Prime, and Epic's name was on it. Yeah, is that their deal, or are they just well? I, I you know I don't know which movies you watched, so I I'll can't, let you know. Well, yeah. there's one called The Strangeness. Of course I'd watch that. Anyway, it's okay. about a green monster in a mine. Who cares? Okay. Moving on. That's not right. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so so uh, these two movies, They're In and uh, Assassinat, I think were some of the remnants left over from when Dread Central was Dread Central. They're mm -hmm. no longer Dread Central. Mm. Now, because they hooked up with Epic, they're just Dread. Oh. They huh. lost the Central. Good to know. But if you watch these movies, when you see them open and close, it still says Dread Central. So that, you know, it's obviously something they made mm -hmm. before the hookup. Oh. And, and they're just not as good. Oh, You know, they're, they're just not as good. Uh, therein uh, was just absolutely, uh, I looked at it and went, oh, why? And, uh, and uh, Assassinat, um, you know, I saw what they were trying to do and they had a, a, a good idea. Uh, and then what they did was they made the good idea into the first 10 minutes of the film and the last 10 minutes of the film. Oh. And everything in between is just, oh, I hate that. you know, throw it away. Is that because they changed writers or what happened? No, they didn't change writers. I just think that these movies that, that Dread Central was clearing the warehouse out of, ah. they cleared the warehouse and they didn't say, let's revisit these and clean them up. I get you. I think the last decent movie that they put out was Book of Monsters. Oh, that was good. Which I, was really good. Because I of you, that. I watched that. that yes. Did you see that, no, Sean? I didn't see that. was a lot of fun, oh, wasn't that's it? That's a lot of fun. It's yeah. British. Was that British? Uh, was it, it, yes, it was. Yeah, about a party. Yes. And yes. What, everything goes, is almost like Saturday the 14th. The girl opens with, up the book. and Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Basically, basically Saturday the 14th with teenagers yeah. instead of it, kids. It was great. I loved it. I liked that. It was great. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, monsters invade the party and they all have to defend. But. Very little premise. It just kind of like, it just happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you told me to watch it. It's funny. It's schlocky. Yes. Yes. And it it's just epic. worked. And it's probably about 82 minutes yeah. long. Yeah. Well, where great. did you see it? I got to see it. Um, I think I actually, after he told me that night, I went home and I actually got it on demand. Oh, okay. Yes, I paid to see it. I still Book pay to see my movies, folks. Yes, movies and I will watch pay this weekend. for my music. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah, fun. It really um, you'll like you'll like the girls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sean likes the ladies, and yeah, actually, the sh the ladies yeah. like Captain Sexy. Um, I haven't used that term and right now. He's just like cringing. Yeah, I, I still don't know where that name We're using came code from. But... Names. <laughs> We're using code names. What movie is that from? We're using code names. Raising Arizona. Okay, why? Wow, classic. I'm really going Jeez. back now. Holy hell, that, geez. Come on, that's a classic. Well, that's yeah, I, I know it's a classic. I don't even. Know. I I know the movie, but I can't remember anything nine out of ten people only know nick cage because of that movie thank you so it's his best movie <laughs> yeah. you think it's his best movie no. yes 
High? That's his best movie. I, I, I don't care about him doing anything else. Even Ghost Rider, which I kind of liked. I didn't like Ghost Rider. It was bad. All. It was awful. <laughs> Both of them were awful. It was bad. Oh. I didn't see the second one. All right, so that list of yours. Now, we have to, yeah. we have to uh, explain to folks that you are a horror movie fan. Oh, yeah. So you, you do, at least you look into them. You take them as serious as they take their audience, I think. So if they're like when you watch a horror movie now you watch Southern Fried Zombies and I admire you for doing that I love Southern Fried but you Fried got Zombies. what you wanted from that movie I laughed my ass off right <laughs> so you know that... I got to tell you something I am so sick and tired of zombie movies all yeah, right yeah, me too. Yeah. I want to put that out there now anybody who's oh, planning on making another zombie movie just take yourself out in the backyard now and shoot yourself in the head and forget about it there you go these things are just there's nothing you can do with a zombie that hasn't been there done that and mm -hmm. and it's it's done. Uh, Southern Fried Zombies was awfully funny. Yes. Uh, zombies on TV since Z Nation ended should not be there. Just get them the hell off. They're right. not worth it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, having said that, having said that, I will say. <laughs> well, here we go. That there's one zombie movie that I saw and I laughed my butt off. Hmm. And it's called The Dead Don't Die. Bill Murray. Oh, Bill yeah, Murray. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, normally I'm the kind of guy, if I see a comedy, I like action comedy. I like slapstick. Mm -hmm. I like to see Johnny English, Inspector Clouseau, that type of, you know, wacky. That's comedy. what I grew up with, Sean, some of it maybe. Yeah. I grew up with Peter Sellers. Peter yep. Sellers to me is the epitome of com comedy. Yeah. And that's it. It ended with him for me. Yeah. That's me. But and Monty, uh, Monty Python. Monty Python, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this comedy is not that way. This is very deadpan comedy you know it's it's like just you're supposed to flat. You're, it's you're, flat comedy and you're sitting there watching it and you start laughing because it's just ridiculous <laughs> you know it's just, you're supposed and, to accept a world where zombies have integrated with us correct? no you don't even have no no they don't even they don't. oh geez no no, 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 nothing like that at all. Wow. And I mean, who does deadpan comedy better right now than Bill Murray? I agree. I mean, back in the day, it was yeah. Jackie Vernon. And, you know, mm -hmm. when Jackie Vernon would come on stage, you either laughed or you said, my God, what's this guy doing? <laughs> you know, and it's it's the same type of, of thing. It's just funny as hell. And there there are even the little nuances they put there. I don't know if you guys watch Fargo. Not uh, not the movie, the TV show. Oh, the TV I want series to. is really Is good. it that good? The, yeah, the okay. TV show is great. Right. There is a scene in The Dead Don't Die that actually pays homage to season three mm. of Fargo. And as I'm sitting in the press screening and right. I'm watching this, and I looked up and I went, oh my God, it's Fargo! <laughs> and, and Did, I did had, anybody else take you up on that? Nobody knew what the hell I was talking I had three critics. Well... Again, I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> Three critics come up to me afterwards and say, what in the hell were you talking about? And I had to explain it to them. Yeah. And they went, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I get it. How do you justify your salary? You know, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 That's awesome. So worth watching. That should that should be the end of the zombies. Wow. The okay. dead don't die. Go see Bill Murray. And, and, and uh, you know. I, I should probably say this, too. Adam Driver is in this. Oh, okay. And I don't think Adam Driver has had a bigger critic than me. Ooh. I think he's absolutely horrible, okay? And and when they threw him into the Star Wars thing, oh, my God. Talk about miscasting. Yeah, he, what he, what a dweeb. You do not like The no. Force Awakens. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This guy is the worst antagonist I've ever seen. But 
Having said that, I feel like he's a whiny brat. Yes. Yeah. Having said that, All he the is Skywalker. He are. is really great in this movie, is and he? the dead don't die. Yes, <laughs> he actually had me laughing, and I thought, you know, this guy can't play a heavy. He yeah. should be in this type of comedy because he is really good. Well, he is the real deal. He's a marine, so he is he is a killer actually in real life. You don't know that he's a big dude, but um, to make you laugh, I'm going to find some footage of him when he did SNL. Did you see him as Matt? No. He played. They do this thing. They, they do, what is that? Uh, that um, uh, spell that. What's that? Hidden bosses or fake bosses or whatever. They did a, a oh, yeah, yeah, show yeah. where you don't know it's your boss that's watching uh-huh. you on the job, and they did it with him. At, but he he is. <laughs> He's Kylo Ren, but he's wearing a blonde wig and glasses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's giving orders to all the. It's on SNL. It's a you gotta see it on YouTube. But he like it's funny because they interview all the SNL people that are like they're they're wearing like you know Empire garb and they're like yeah we're pretty sure Matt is Kylo Ren and like because <laughs> he's just doing all the shit he's throwing <laughs> them into walls and shit but he's a geek. And he's an angry geek, and it's funny to watch him. That that Adam Driver can do comedy, <laughs> so watch that on YouTube. Watch Adam Driver as Matt. Okay. Look that up. It, it will make you laugh. It's very hmm. funny. But yeah, I know I know that about you. You're uh, Star Wars. Uh, you go back to the seventies, and that's it. Well, no, I like Rogue One. Interesting. I love Rogue. Yeah. Oh yeah, Rogue, Rogue One, One was, was great. Rogue. And yeah. you know that was because they had Gareth Gareth Edwards do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he knows how to make a movie. Well, so, we're about yeah. to delve into one of my favorite directors right now, and it's because of a little movie called Trick or Treat, and not the one you guys remember from the eighties. But that's Trick what or I Treat. thought of. No, man. Yeah. Sam, are you kidding me? The trick or treat. Michael Doherty. You guys, nothing? You got nothing on Michael Doherty? Uh, little film called Godzilla. Godzilla? Yeah. <laughs> King of the Monsters. Yeah, man. Now, that guy, I'm sorry. I knew he could make a horror movie. And I, I've actually bought Trick or Treat twice because I loaned it to somebody and they didn't give it back. But I bought it on Blu-ray. And I, I, I probably watch that movie twice a year. I don't know where you are with that, Fury. But to me, it's the best Halloween movie since Halloween. Hmm. And uh, it's just so good. And this guy somehow got to pen Godzilla, King of the Monsters, something we've been waiting, me and Sean have been waiting oh, yeah. to talk to Fiori about this. And I saw it last of the group here. Yeah. And I, I said, Sean, I'm going to go see it tonight. He's like, for the first time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who are regulars of the show, we did discuss this movie oh, for God's on episode 200, which is still wrapped up. I could see it sitting in front of me here on the shelf. <laughs> We're going to call you a real-time fury. <laughs> Again, a lot of my listeners don't get to the movies that quickly. <laughs> anyway, so, all right, I give that movie two thumbs. It, it is the Godzilla movie I've been waiting for since Destroy All Monsters. So that's just me. Uh, you guys? Yeah, I I felt like a kid again watching it. Yes, you know, seeing Godzilla for the first time and just being oh. like, "Oh my god, this is you know." I have a amazing. Moment, but it I was. See, I, I want to see. If you I have a favorite moment too, but I don't know if uh, it'll match wait. up. I'm gonna wait. Yeah, I, I gotta wait because I gotta see what the. Can mask, we talk? The, we can talk about the movie. We now. can. It's been spoilers. Out for a while, right. I gotta say that what I love the most is that they were not afraid, and they did in the first one with Ryan uh, Cranston, but they were not afraid to kill off human characters, which is something they never did in those black and white movies. There was no danger with the characters, so I never cared about the characters. They killed plenty of. Did characters. you ever think that maybe because the characters oh. were all up on a hill far away watching what was going on? It drove me nuts. <laughs> in the first one, sure, the doctor. It's a Doctor Frankenstein thing. He dies with the monster, whatever. But 
the human characters were never interesting. At least you had several factions, several groups of people, and um, I was surprised at some of the deaths. So you thought it was really neat when they reversed that in this mm -hmm. one. Okay. Because mm -hmm. gotcha. I cared. For once, I cared about the humans as well as the monsters. I did not care in the first one. Um, I love the monsters. There was no Angiris, who is my favorite monster. Godzilla's buddy? Come on. Armadillo guy? Angiris? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, my favorite. He was not in it. And we had Behemoth, which is new, and some spider guy, and the Mut mammoth. Muto showed yeah. up. Yeah. And it was, I, I thought it was cool, but uh, I, there's nothing about that movie I would change. You guys? Well, did, did I tell you about me getting kicked off the one uh, Facebook page? Love really? to hear it. Didn't I tell you this? Uh-uh. You know, it must have been in that other show. <laughs> <laughs> the one you'll hear so, very soon, <laughs> folks, from the archives. Don't even listen to it now. Oh, it's my. old. <laughs> so, so here's what happens. Um, apparently, there's several Godzilla fan pages on Facebook. <laughs> what did you do? And <clears throat> so I hooked up with them. You know... <laughs> I almost hate to say this because I'm on Facebook, but Facebook has become the repository for the mentally retarded. Oh, yeah. yeah. It truly has. Yeah. And these people start posting, uh, you know, I've seen the trailer and I broke it down frame by frame and I can find 10 different monsters that are going to be in this movie. Now, this is months mm -hmm. before it opens up. Meanwhile, we all know Toho would not release certain monsters. So. Exactly. That's what happened. Toho released four <sighs> monsters. So anything it. else that showed up had to be either made or something that, you know, the Americans already owned because mm -hmm. they couldn't get them from Toho. So I detailed what was happening behind the scenes, what monsters were released by the studio, and, you know, I basically said, you're only going to see these four. Anything else is going to be, you know, something generic because mm -hmm. anger? Oh, you have no idea. These people came out of the woodwork for a brief moment. I thought I was in Norway. And they were just <laughs> they were just going bonkers, you know? Yeah, I know. And I... <laughs> So I I finally get contacted by the administrator of one of these pages, and oh I I'm not going to mention names because how do you the guys how do you go to the top of pissing people. I off? don't know. It's it, it's a gift, you know. And, and I'm not going to mention the guy's name because he's obviously a douchebag. No, I, I admire so. I admire your work. I he do. says to me, he says. How dare you print this stuff on the page? You didn't even leave any you know uh, URLs for the websites where you got this. So very nicely, I contacted him back and I said, hey, asshole. I said, I said it nice, though. And I, I said, <laughs> Mr. Asshole. I said, these are not coming from websites. This information is not coming uh -huh. from some fanboy site or somebody sitting in their mother's basement. <laughs> I said, I am a bona fide film critic, and this information is coming to you direct from Warner Brothers Studios and legendary pictures because I have talked to both of my contacts there. His response was not, gee, Fior, I'm very sorry. I'm obviously a dork, and I apologize. <laughs> no, his immediate response was to take my post down and to eliminate me from the page uh -huh. so that I couldn't put anything up there. And then Facebook comes along, throws me in Facebook jail. That's a wuss. You know, said, that, that is a wuss millennial approach. I'm like, yeah. wow, dude, you know? Yeah. 
and, and I wish I was still on there because I, I would have gone on the page right after I saw the press screening and went, told you. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, here's the thing, Fury. Um, you have me and Sean and all our listeners <laughs> mm-hmm. who can easily assault such websites. <laughs> and in great numbers, as I've come to see. And it depends. Sometimes I like the band. Sometimes I don't. Movies, though. Yeah, let, let's go after them. That sounds like a good time. Sure. Yeah, they shouldn't do that to you. Fuck them. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Well, let's get let's get back into some Fuck content. I, I, I got to be honest with you. Now, the tarantula thing that shows up in there. Do you know the either one of you know the name of the tarantula that's in Godzilla that's been in the, every Godzilla movie? The Spiga. You know yeah. his name. I've been trying to remember that. It's just a not a memorable name. Now I got to say my favorite parts. I, I want to see where you guys are with this. I love the Rodan parts. Rodan not only is a bitch, he kicks ass and then he is a bitch. <laughs> because he has to bow down, yeah. he bows down. He sides with Godira. He uh, with he Godira. Oh my God, Gidra. I always say Gidra. You say Godera. Yeah. Godera. I say Ghidorah. It's been Ghidra since I was. I probably Ghidra, watched Ghidorah, old yeah. Japanese movie. But um, he sides because he's like, oh, this is the guy that's gonna take over. He's a, he's a brown nosing bitch, yeah. Rodan, and they made him out to be that way. <laughs> but he has a great scene when he's fighting those planes. Yes. That is a kick-ass scene. Yeah. How much fun is that? I mean, he's just like, whatever. And then the guy, the parachute guy shoots out and he's like, chomp. You know, it's like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, whatever. He's just whacking. He's like bored, Appetizer. knocking these airplanes out of the air. Yeah. But then who does he bow down to in that one moment? And this is not a spoiler. It's the best part of the movie. Rodan puts his head in his, in his wing when Godzilla's on the mountain, just like, I'm sorry, man. Godzilla, like, yeah. He nods. Godzilla growls like, you bitch. It was like, fantastic. Well, my... I should say that Sean thought you were going to show up in your uh, Ghidorah outfit or Ghidra outfit. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know you had one, man. Oh, I, uh, my favorite part of the movie was actually um, when, uh, so Godzilla's defeated, right? And it, it, you know, seemingly defeated, and um, they go into that underwater world where oh, where his lair is, where his lair is, yeah. and he's in like this throne room, and he's trying to heal, you yeah. know, and do whatever he can. And then Ken Ken Watanabe's character goes down and more or less supercharges him. And I just thought that that whole scene was pretty amazing. Yeah, um, really well done. Yeah, it was a good scene. Yeah, it was a good. I I thought the whole movie was was well written and for anybody who was not a Godzilla fan you could go watch this movie and have a blast but for those of uh, us who are Godzilla fans there is a little piece of a lot of different storylines yeah. that's all rolled in very nicely into this one script it was a great movie yeah yeah how many times did you see it i saw it twice well i i went and saw it at the uh, press screening mm-hmm. and um uh, uh they they didn't they showed it to us normal yeah um and there were a couple of the scenes that i thought my god this would just look good in imax mm-hmm. so i did go back and see it again in uh in imax was it good that way oh yeah yeah it's amazing uh, on the big screen like that with those oh i yeah, should have went to see yeah, it that way yeah yeah what do you think they're going to do with is it going to be Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong? Which way do you think they're going to go with it? You know, it? that was another fight on another page on Facebook. I, <laughs> I, I, originally, the way it was devised, there were supposed to be three Godzilla movies with an option for a fourth. Mm-hmm. And the third and final movie was supposed to be the remake of uh, King Kong and Godzilla. 
as you know, uh, because we talked about it on the previous show, uh, that's where the, the legendary Warner Brothers union busted up. Uh, legendary went over to Universal. Uh, that didn't turn out to be very good at all. It broke down, and now Legendary and Warner are back together again. So what basically... Ha- and Toho had a big part in that, too. When, when Legendary left Warner Brothers and went to uh, Universal. Um, some of the people in Toho mm-hmm. were, were a bit ruffled. Uh, they didn't quite like Universal's distribution center, and they didn't like what they had planned. Um, Toho was talking at the time about nixing the optional fourth movie, ending the series with uh, the remake of Kong and Godzilla, and then going back to making their own movies, Mm -hmm. and they plan to release a new Godzilla movie every two years. Toho in Japan? Correct. Cool, cool. Correct. No, but that's not going to happen. It's not. uh, Uh, Because once Legendary uh, got out of the deal with Universal and went back to Warner Brothers, Mm -hmm. the folks at Toho were very happy. And... You know, I mean, they sat back and they said, look, we are making literally a shitload of money mm-hmm. and we have no production costs. Yeah. The Americans are making these movies using our characters and we're going to the bank. Uh-huh. So why would we put the cost on us to try mm-hmm. to recoup the money when Toho has a, a, a horrendous tra- track record in trying to distribute Mm-hmm. over here so as soon as warner brothers came back on on board they said that's it we're good we'll stay with you we'll we'll do the fourth movie option and we can we can go from there well what that did was that threw a kibosh into things hmm. because when the movies were supposed to end with the third movie king kong and godzilla it was basically going to be a uh, remake of the original mm-hmm. so that Kong was going to win the battle. And then since that was going to end the series, Universal was going to take the Kong character and make a series of movies with Kong. Hmm. And he was going to be... But something strange happened in between. Everybody fell in love with Godzilla. Hmm. Yeah. So now you've got a situation where Toho has said to Warner Brothers and Legendary hey, we can keep this going. We'll let you use whatever characters we have. We'll let you use them, and let's keep this thing going. So You have the ultimate grudge match of fictional characters that we cannot wait to see. Right. Think about it. It's better than Tyson. It's better than pay-per-view boxing. But if they... My point is, if if they stick with the original plan and they have Kong win the battle... Mm. uh, They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Mm -hmm. Unless they leave a big big hole where, you know, Godzilla can come back. Do you think they do the Batman-Superman route? Well, the latest rumor I heard, and I hate to do do rumors, but here you go. Uh, The rumor I heard was Kong and Godzilla fight. If you you pay attention at the end of Godzilla, it talks about how these these different monsters are gathering underneath Skull Island. Right, and they're showing, but they also showed Mothra's egg. Yes. Did you see the catch that? 
Yeah, I didn't catch that at all. I, yes, no, I yes. don't want to say the spoiler, but there Damn is it. Mothra, yeah. Mothra, There is an egg left on the island. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Mothra do- never dies. He just rebirth. Yes, yeah, that's all. Uh-huh. So the concept was that Kong would fight Godzilla. Uh, it would be a give and take battle. Kong would be you know close to winning, and then, uh oh, King Ghidorah shows up. Mm. And that's a tie-in for the teaser scene at the end of this movie. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have so, uh, Tywin showing up there from Game of Thrones. Tywin Lannister. Tywin Lannister, yeah. who's and, in charge. And, yeah. and you have the fact that apparently the alien yeah. Ghidra has regenerative processes. So right. you kind of feel like you're going to get like a mecha Ghidra. Yeah, uh, that, yeah I kind of like, hope they don't. Well, like that one they, they had in, like the one they had in uh, yeah. King Ghidorah. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's when they changed the name over to Ghidorah. Right. And, oh, uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Ah. So, yeah, because it was Ghidra before that. That's okay. what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're both so, right, Sean. We're both right. So then, when Do the, you hear that, folks, when the big bad monster comes, then uh, you know to save the earth. Godzilla and Kong will have to team up to go against him. Now, what, you know that sounds really corny. That sounds like something on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and, but that's and I'm kind of well, kind of hoping that like, doesn't happen. They could do a whole thing before that, like put your votes in who's going to win, and if you're right, you get like a free poster of Godzilla or a free poster uh, of King Kong. You could do so many cool promos I, I, with this. True, which is why it might happen. But I would rather see Godzilla just kick King Kong's ass. Because, after all, King Kong can't make a monkey out of us. I was going to ask, okay, who do you cheer for? I've always cheered for Godzilla. Always. I was always disappointed at the end of that movie when King Kong is swimming out in the distance. For you newbies out there, yes, they fought before you, dumb shits. And it was uh, very disappointing if you were cheering for the reptile. Um, I always cheered for the, I thought Godzilla had more class, but that's actually wrong. Kong was a ladies' man. <laughs> so who who do you guys cheer for when that time comes? Because we'll do a show. We'll we'll wrap this uh, shit up. I don't I'm know. cheering I like, for Godzilla. I, I'll probably cheer for Godzilla, but I really like both characters. So uh, so you're in between. Yeah, I, I like the Godzilla. Kong movie, the Kong Skull I Island. I love movie. that movie. Did you like that? You didn't like it. It was all right. Yeah. But I, I there's nothing to me. There's nothing better than um, in Jurassic Park movies. Kind of caught that but i grew up with like the lost world movies mm-hmm. the people going on a cruise and they end up on a dinosaur island mm-hmm. all shit goes crazy i yeah. love that skull island was cool because all the monsters were kind of original mm-hmm. and i like that and kong they made him bigger so he's bigger so he could fight godzilla yeah you know they they and they they go underground talk about the old ones there was a lot of cool stuff i lo- i just loved like the randomness of the monsters and those giant remember the spider things that were walking they had like trees for legs yes. and they're like sticking people if you have an island of monsters, I'm always on board. Mm-hmm. Skull Island always got that got two thumbs up, two thumbs up for me. Um, but I yeah, I'm cheering for Godzilla. I hope he kills King Kong, but I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> this is coming out next year, isn't it? Uh, yeah, in fact, it's in post production already. When oh. uh, a week before Godzilla was released, they finished shooting. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. is that gonna end the American legendary arc? Is that it? Uh, apparently, no. So see it. If he hadn't stepped out of the room when I explained all that. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hate these guys that come in the middle of the damn movie and say, what the hell's going on? You know, Exactly. <laughs> What's wrong oh, with God. me? <laughs> there were some technical difficulties. <laughs> but ser- but, no, but seriously, like, uh, no, I was here for a part of that. Yeah, no, they, uh, Warner Brothers and Legendary uh, have been given the okay by Toho to keep that series running. 
Okay. So they have they have Toho Blessing now, and uh, I I think. You know, and that's another thing that comes up. To, are we running out of time? No, we're not. Okay, that's another thing I, that comes up I got here too. Subject. Okay, go ahead if you want to. No, jump no, no, in. go ahead. Oh, Here's yeah. another. Sean is smiling very <laughs> deviantly evil right now. So. You know, you can really see uh, if you turn on news now and you watch news. You know, uh, the president is always yelling about, "Oh, this is fake news. This is fake news." And 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 you sit back and you wonder, well, how? You know, I, I'll tell you how you can tell. <laughs> Any of you see Rocket Man? Do you know uh, I didn't see it yet, and I want to. Okay, but I'm an old, see it? I'm an oh, old John oh, '70s old John. I'm, th- I'm yeah. thinking of a totally different. movie. You were thinking Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no, funny. I was we, were, of we were both thinking Rocketeer from the '80s. Rocket Man. I, I haven't seen it. But okay. I, no, I'm an Elton John fan from the yeah. '70s. I am a well, huge Elton John. Will fan. Will I be happy? I've got them. I've got them not only on CD but vinyl as well, yeah, which yeah. is which uh, is the best way to listen to them. I so I agree. The movie Rocket Man opened the same weekend as Godzilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, first, a brief take on Rocket Man. Mm, it's mundane. It does not do Elton John, uh, nor does it do his music any good. So it's not as good as Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, my God, doesn't even come close. Wow. It is, it is very average and very wanting. Disappointing. Now, having said that, Okay, Elton John is uh, not only a great musician, but he is also a big activist mm-hmm. for the. Let me get this right: L B T G L G B T I A question mark whatever. Yeah. Okay, he's big in, in, in activist for them, and there is a lot of that mm-hmm. in the movie, and that's a big agenda thing for Hollywood. So mm-hmm. what we have on the same weekend opening up is Rocket Man with this agenda and we have Godzilla. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Now yeah. you have to understand when you're a film critic, um I am inundated uh weekly, daily, from press releases from from not only the studios but the people involved in the studio uh, with the movies from various trade magazines and 10 days before the opening weekend we I, we I started getting the texts and the emails oh Godzilla doesn't look like it's going to do too good this yeah, movie this movie will be lucky if it makes 60 oh. million its opening weekend so this was the Rocket Man this contingent is, yes okay. this, you have to go see Rocket Man this is going to be one of the best movies ever there's no way Godzilla can compare with Rocket Man anyone who thinks so is a you know it, it just went on and on and on and as it came to opening weekend all of the headlines said things like this. Rocket Man outshines Godzilla. Rocket Man, better view than Godzilla. And these were all the headlines that were coming in as the press releases that they wanted us to share on our shows, doing our reports and what have you. And yet there's no comparison between the films. Well, Rocket Man, I think, is gone from the theaters already. And uh, after the opening weekend, <clears throat> the... <laughs> The, the headlines that came out went something like this. Godzilla disappoints <clears throat> with only $125 million domestically. Rocket Man has high viewer rating. 
And these are the types of headlines you would get. Uh -huh. Now, you can understand what the president's talking about when he says this is fake news because that's all this is. This <laughs> is a major studio pushing their movie and downplaying the one that you know, kicked that its ass sucks. at the box office. That's, I, I hate that. You get this all the I mean, I get this all the time. Sometimes it's so bad yeah. that I purposely won't go see a movie because it's. you could tell they're they're playing it too much. I would be with you on that. Yeah. I, I hate yeah. that. There's so much room to move. You can go see Godzilla and Rocket Man. Yeah. I, would go, I want to see Rocket Man. Now I kind of don't uh, because of what you just said. <laughs> well, no, but never do anything uh, like that. No, no, that's annoying. No, no, that's annoying to me. We um, might be able to talk about it on a future show. <laughs> no, no, I, I plan on seeing it, but I'm now I'm not going to go out of my way to see it. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla, Netflix. I did, and I waited to see it. I was Rocketman was on my list, but now uh, there's a couple other ones on my list. We'll just yeah. say, but yeah, I don't, I don't like the politics of that crap. I, yeah. I, I hate that. It For happens. that matter, I didn't see Marvel Girl yet, and I'm going to, I think, this Marvel weekend. Girl. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Marvel girl. What that, is the matter with wow. you? Wow. That's who she is. <laughs> she is Captain Marvel. What? She's Marvel girl. <laughs> it used to be Marvel boy. <laughs> anyway. Yes, I want to see it. Was did, she did worth you, it? Did you like it? What? Captain Marvel. I'll tell you a quick story. Is it boring? We're watching We're watching uh, the end of Spider-Man last night at the press screening. Ugh. And uh, at the end of... At the end of any superhero movie, and uh, uh, I always check with two people, and this is a shameless plug, but uh, I always check with John from New Dimension Comics oh, okay, because sure. John and Todd from New Dimension Comics are not. sponsors of my show. So mm -hmm. that's, <laughs> And I also check with Retro Rich, who if you're ever on my Facebook page, He's very active. He puts a lot of comments on there and everything. So these guys are superhero and Marvel geeks. And I <laughs> always check with them after the movies to make sure when I write my review or do, you know, get in front of the camera that I'm not sounding like a jackass. I know what I'm talking about on these things. So uh, we're done watching Spider-Man. And uh, uh, Rich says to me, did you notice? And he mentions a character. And I went, uh... Yeah, I, I saw the character, but what is that? And John looked at me and said, did you see Captain Marvel? And I said, yeah, I saw Captain Marvel. Well, don't you remember this character had this huge part in Captain Marvel? And I went, no, what part was that? So Rich and John both beat my ear and tell me about this part in Captain Marvel that you know, and I looked at them and I went, well, gentlemen, that goes to show you how much I liked that movie, because now that you've explained the scene to me, I still don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Marvel Girl, not worth watching. <laughs> one is an end credit scene, uh -huh. and the other one is a scene in the middle of the movie with the Hulk in it. You know, the mm -hmm. Professor Hulk. Yeah. So you're not missing anything. And and probably the weekend after that, some somebody will put it up on YouTube. Hey, there's an interesting <laughs> story about that. When Endgame came out, its opening weekend was this far away from Avatar, which still holds the record. Wow. Okay? So uh, for those of you in radio land, I'm holding... <laughs> My fingers apart. Two about inches th apart. Yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Three so, inches. <laughs> so, um, 
they decided, they, who, Disney, who else, decided to re-release the movie with these added scenes Mm -hmm. and have another opening weekend, which will then count toward the original opening weekend so that they can say Endgame beat Avatar as the weekend box office champ. Now, if you ask me, that's cheating. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. Why do you do that? That's not cool. This is Disney. Disney can do anything it wants (laughs) because it sets all the rules. You know, they are big brother. They control all you see in here. And that's, you know, and that's that's the sham that they're trying to pull off here. They're going to open it up again. Hopefully they can pull in enough money again. And then they're going to say Endgame beat Avatar. Wow. (laughs) And we have Avatar 2 coming out soon. Is that next summer? Supposedly two, three, and four. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, I saw Avatar Land being built in Disney at Epcot, uh, in that area, MGM Studios, wherever. What's the deal with the new Terminator movie? You're gonna Ooh. see that? Oh, oh, I saw a preview. I can't you do know, it anymore. There are I can't three do it. series. I can't do it. Three franchises which died after the first movie: <laughs> Terminator, Alien, and Predator. Oh, they yeah. should never have had sequels. So Tremors. The first, the fir- oh, Tremors was fun. That's fun. <laughs> Who doesn't like Michael Gross? <laughs> yeah. The first movie was serious, and the rest of them were just hoots. Oh, it's great. So, but uh, uh, I love that Tremors. Uh, Me too. Me too. Uh, I didn't see the Ice One Avalanche or whatever the hell that is. Yeah, oh, I, I, I have. That. Is that good? Uh, it's on Netflix. No, it's not good. It's not good. Ah. Well, but it's good. It. It's it's our good. It's not a good movie, but yeah, you got to see it. It's, it's fun. great. Okay. Yeah, it's Was a that lot of, a sci-fi a made movie? For the sci-fi channel? CGI. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. The yeah. CGI is probably equal quality, but I'm not sure yeah. if, if sci-fi actually did that or yeah. not. Which, I'd have to look at I it. Think we were, are we going over? You had a Godzilla question we had to rewind to. Did I don't have, have a Godzilla question. You had the subject. I was going to change the subject. I got I, all wrapped I, up in I, that I, business That's stuff. all right. That's I, interesting. Well, Nobody I wanted to get back that. in the oh, you'd be rumor surprised. mill. I was going to talk. I wanted to find, you know, since we didn't ever, you know, play the last episode that's <laughs> shelved right there. You know. It's... Uh, He's not fooling me. I know why. Here's the secret, folks. Here's the reason why that show has never aired. Because I came over that night to do the show. And I'll tell you how long ago it was. There was wind and ice and rain and snow. And the weather was just terrible. And Sean couldn't make that show. You were not here for that. It was just me and David. That was it. And you couldn't make it. And I understand that correctly. But instead of saying, hey, look, Fior, Sean can't be here. Can we possibly do this on another day? Let's redo it. I would have said, yeah, that's okay. (laughs) Because, you know, I live so damn far away. You know, so I could have said, yeah, I'll come come back again some other Uh day. But no, he sat there, and I guess trying to make sure I wasn't upset, talked to me for like 14 (laughs) and a half hours. We talked so long on the air that I needed a (laughs) shave after we were done. That's how long we talked. He's ripping on me. Uh, quite honestly, that's not true. Wouldn't it be funny if I aired that one first instead of this one? I could do that. Hey, that wouldn't surprise me. Where, where are we at on the dark universe? Is there any news oh, on that? Is oh, that is that gonna is man? That, is oh, that no. dead do you remember or? what we said last time? Is this bad? The news? Invisible Man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The Invisible Johnny, Man. Johnny Depp, right? Playing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Claude Rains. Oh, really? Best role that he's never been seen in. Uh, (laughs) Sort of like that episode we'll never hear. The last I heard 
you know, last time we talked, it was a go. Uh-huh. They had green given it the green light. Uh, it is not in development hell, but it has slowed down <laughs> tremendously. It has slowed down. I I heard that uh, another different subject. I heard that uh, they may turn that Highlander movie from the John Wick director into a TV series, maybe. Why would they do that? I don't know. I, I heard Unless that, it's uh, on one of those streaming services where they can get away with stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. But all three of those are supposed to be really good. All Wicks. I haven't seen Oh, one. yeah. I heard the last one was like really over the top. But aren't, good. Aren't you a fan of those? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have not seen one. So they're good? I should. You have to see it, man. Okay. Well, it's if really anyone good. goes online, you can find the videos of Keanu Reeves actually training for that role. And he works with the professionals. He's working with a firm called Tactical and they're they're mm-hmm. they're mercenaries, let's face it. And <laughs> you know, a, and, and they're very very good, you know. And and so when when he plays this part, he's doing all this stuff for real and mm-hmm. it comes off not like Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> you know, I, I I've never seen anybody puts up an action role more than Matt Damon. You know, the, the only guy that, that, that has done it worse What's in his younger years was Russell Crowe when he did Gladiator, because that started all this shit where they take the, the star can't fight worth beans. So they take uh, action scenes, they cut them into short little segments so that the guy can remember, throw your right hand, Matt. Oh, my God. And, and, and then they do a close-up shot so you really can't see what he's doing. They cut all the close-ups together so that you know there's a fight going on, but you can't see what the hell is going on. And then finally, Matt stands up at the end and go, oh, I guess he won. How'd he win? Who the hell knows? You couldn't see anything on the... <laughs> As opposed to Tony Jaw, who Tony Jaw goes into a, a, into a hotel... And he says to the cameraman behind him, we're going to do this all in one shot. Follow me. And he goes up 14 flights of stairs fighting everybody on every floor, and they never cut the camera once. Oh, my God. You know? And, and you're sitting there going, oh, my God. You this know, is, the guy's That's un- exhausting. Yes. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And then you, you got to sit at Matt Damon. And then what makes it worse is somebody... Oh, you're a film critic. Yes, yes, I am. Oh, well, you know, in action films, I love the Bourne series. And you just want to take a pencil and stick it in their eye, you know, because <laughs> they're not using it the right way anyway. So just, you know. <sighs> nice. Awesome. Oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, we it. have Fury in the house here. Outtakes with Fury. How do, we, how, how do we find your show and all these write-ups on all these wonderful films that you hate? Well, the blog is easy to find. My writing my writing is very, it's it's like. Poetic prose. Yes, it is. is. And you can find that at outtakeswithfiori.blogspot.com. Now, uh, because everybody can't see the show and because sometimes uh, these movies open up before I get into the studio for the show, uh, I also do little uh, capsule critique videos that I do just from my home uh, in my editing room. And you can uh, find those at youtube.com slash users slash right critic and right critic is all capitalized ah, yes. and then the actual show itself is on vimeo uh when i do episodes after they've uh aired locally here uh broadcasted yep. uh, i put them up on vimeo and if you're lucky enough to live in the greater pittsburgh area you can see it on channel 32 verizon fios Channel 77, Atlantic Broadband, and Channel 7 on Comcast. Nice. So we've got everything covered. And then if you're outside the Pittsburgh area, 
Vimeo. Vimeo. The whole, there you go, yeah, folks. They all go up there. I like Vimeo. I'm kind of a fan. I found some like films there that I haven't seen in a long time that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and Sean, as usual, we find you on Facebook. You find me on Facebook, but I'm toying with the idea of Twitter. Twitter. Ah, yeah. toying with so, it. Yeah. Lots of bands on there. Yeah. I want to say thanks to Precious Precious Child. Precious Child. We actually, we actually love that music. Was, so. Yeah, I do. I, I yeah. gotta say, it's really it good. I just, I just couldn't say it. Dave, Dave couldn't say. I just it, couldn't so. say it in the moment. I, I, yeah. I was eating uh, popcorn. And is it? My... Isn't that song you played? Isn't that an exclusive? It, yes, it is. Sean, yeah, that. as yeah. as we were recording the show, um, I was in communication, and uh, he said that that was actually off of a tour CD. It's not released anywhere, so it's a special edition song. It's called Private Water, and um, you know you can hear it here on this show. It was fantastic. Yeah. I like that song. It's yeah. really good. It's moody, sets the tone for just about anything. And I was telling Fury, like, you could see the credits roll at the end of the movie as soon as that song comes on. Yeah, There's something I mean, about it. It self produces all, all yeah. the music. And, um, you know, I got to see him live here in Pittsburgh. He was on tour. I don't know if he's still on tour right now, but I'd love to have him on the show. So yeah. hopefully we can get him on the show and, and do an interview. Coming up soon, we got Martin Atkins from, uh, well, that's going back some for, for some folks. Pigface. Pigface. Pill, P-I-L, that's Johnny Rotten's first band after Sex Pistols. Killing Joke. Killing Joke. Ministry. And Nine Inch Nails. Did I say that already? Yes. So Martin Atkins coming up soon, and Hot Pink Satan might be sooner than that. And you might hear an archive uh, episode of Fury if he behaves himself. (laughs) But we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one, folks. But nobody likes Lords of Chaos except me, so why am I going to play that? I mean, really. (laughs) Hear the episode that pissed off Norway. <laughs> what else we got, folks? Are we saying goodnight? Let's say goodnight. All right. Hey, go to fairlydarkproductions.com for everything you need, Kettle Whistle Radio Wise. Buy a book, help support the habit. Um, I'm at Fairly Dark on Twitter. And uh, you heard Sean and Fury. You know where to find him. Thanks for listening. And Heather Taddy, hey, big shout out, right? Exactly. Thanks for that. Yeah, tune into Alien Highways and give her some shit on Twitter because she likes to get that. <laughs> yeah, that was good people. <laughs> At Classic Tad. You can get her there. All right, folks. Thanks for listening.
Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Electricast.